You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. If it's your first time listening to us, we are a therapeutic podcast. We love saying that because that's that's what we are. That's it. What's up, everybody? And man, we, trust me, we are a therapeutic podcast. But if y'all hear what we do off the air, oh my God. <laughs> What's happening, family? How are you, Joe? Oh, man. Fantastic. How are you, Henry? I'm about to say, what's up, Otis? You ain't going to ask me how I'm doing today? I, I got to go in order. <laughs> also, H comes before J. You know that, right? In what language? Oh, man, go ahead. <laughs> yep. Anyway, welcome, welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. This is your first time listening to us again. I'm going to say this again. I sound like a broken record, but we are a therapeutic podcast, and we are a podcast designed for black men. Uh, we are here to talk about things that affect us in our neighborhood, our, our lives, our, our daily lives, really. Um, these are things that we usually don't talk about with other people, right? Um, so this is, uh, this, is, this, is, this is very important for, for people who are listening, right? Yeah. Um, this is very important for us who are podcasting because um, literally we, we, have, we have this trauma, this built-up trauma that we don't talk about. Yep. And um, this platform gives us the opportunity to talk about that in real time. So um, again, Welcome to Black Guy Therapy, and we appreciate you listening to us. Yeah. Uh, again, if this is your first time listening to us on Black Guy Therapy, we always have a topic that we talk about, something that that affects black men or the black community, um, and it's usually something that we don't talk about too often. So um, today, we're going to talk about something that I, I think is interesting, and I, I have been I read I read James Baldwin's book, The Fire Next Time. And I read, or I'm halfway through Tanishi Coates' book, um, between was it between the, the world and me, or between yeah, between the world and me, and both of those books, they're, they're similar, right? And in in the fact of what they're talking about, okay. So both of these books are talking about the black experience, and I thought that was interesting because every black person has a different black experience. But at the same time, every black person has the same black experience. So I want to talk about our black experiences today. I think I think that that's that's fitting. Okay. Okay. So and and I'll start here. Most people we we see when we talk about the black experience, we you know, we talk about our culture. We talk about things that 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 we get to experience being black men. Right. Mm -hmm. And black people. But a lot of people don't talk about the things that we experience on, on the other side when we're talking about like our interactions with police, our interactions um, out in the world in grocery stores and stuff like that. Like we don't we don't talk about those interactions. Right. Or if we are talking about those interactions, we're talking about them in such a negative manner because, and, you know, to say interactions with the police, sometimes we have bad ones. Right. And those are the ones that get get blasted. Yeah. And interactions with people in grocery stores or any other public place, the bad ones are the ones that get blasted. But yeah, I, I figured it'd be interesting to talk about black experience today. Okay. Hmm. That's I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's interesting. Like, just 
if we talk about it in in reading in reading James Baldwin's book, okay, he's he talks about the black experience, about how you know we have been here for what however many years. We've been here for 400 years on, in, in the, these United States, in the new world, right? This is considered the new Western world. Right. Um, we've been here this long. Um, the, when he wrote the book the first time, he, the, the first part of the book, he wrote a letter to his, his nephew. And he's talking about, hey, we've been here 100 years and we've come so far, but yet we haven't. Mm-hmm. Right. Tanishi Coates says the same thing in his book. We've come so far, but yet we haven't. Yeah. Uh, and the second part of Baldwin's book, he's, he's just writing notes right he's talking about um just hey you know black people will not we won't move forward until our white counterparts understand or not understand but just finally admit that we that they messed up yeah and once they admit it then the black experience will be better yeah because right now you know some people would 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 argue that the black experience isn't isn't great because of the things that we're subject to. Right. Right. So there you go. And and on top of that, I'm gonna say it again and, and Henry gonna fight me, but I gotta say it. When when the president of the quote unquote greatest country in the world is a man of color, it does give the impression that things are significantly better than what they really are. So just to my experience, I've actually, it's weird, man, because I come from a family that's really proud to be black. Right. Very proud. But at the same time, there was never a feeling that I could not be friends with other cultures. Now, there was certainly a fear of dating. Right. You know, and and I'll say it, I don't know about any other culture, but white women specifically, yes, there was a fear behind that. But befriending white people that was never an issue in, in in our house so growing up outside of my neighborhood one of my best friends was a white kid I grew up with and we grew up together from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade best friends as an adult uh I think maybe from like 98 99 to like 2005 2003 2005 somewhere in there one of my closest friends outside of my immediate peer group was a white guy. So it's interesting because you're right. We do often hear about the negative, but we don't talk about the reason why we keep finding ourselves in those situations. Because in my experience, my friend growing up, we were close. So because of that situation, the next white person, they had the same opportunity for us to have a good relationship. Right. Which like Henry mentioned on the last episode, I got tricked this time. I got hit upside the head because I trusted again. But my, my experience here was great. It was a great experience. So why would I hold the entire race accountable based off this experience? And I think that's something for our culture in general, too. We are very forgiving. I mentioned it all. I, we're just so forgiving. Mm-hmm. We're so accepting of other people but unless it's us. But ain't that what they do to us? Say they, they hold us accountable for what one individual does? Absolutely. Explain who they is. They you know hell they people is. listen don't know who they is. We you can we can listen is. to in eleven different countries. Who is they? No comment. <laughs> I'm just saying we literally we we get 
we're in we're, we're being played in eleven different countries. What well, name of countries? Because I don't think these people know how popular we is oh, out here. Oh, in <laughs> hold on, you hold on one second. I'll name these countries name out here. Name the countries, in brother. These, in these streets, out here in these streets. But why he's pulling that up? Yeah, why he's pulling that up? Oh, I got them right here. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna uh, go into today. Uh, okay. Switzerland. Bam. Uh, Denmark. Bam. Netherlands. Bam. France. Bam. Belgium. Oop. Australia. Oop. A Trinidad Oop. and Tobago. Oop. Oop. <laughs> Philippines. Oop. Canada, Ooh. United States of America. Oh, <laughs> they can take us out of the United States of America. I really don't care about those people. <laughs> Joe said that, by the way. But no, yeah, the, they, the they is our white counterparts. You know, they 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 hold us accountable for what one individual does. Mm-hmm. We see that how they portray us on the media. Yeah, we see that how they interact with us on the daily course. If they don't know us, they you know try to shy away from us, give us that look. And I'm pretty sure every man in this room done had that look like absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. Joel done told right. us about the experience he was at the store where he was ready to tell the lady, I don't want you. Yeah. But, right. you know, yeah. so when you say we don't hold them accountable for one person, one person's actions, mm-hmm. we're very forgiving. Mm-hmm. They will never forgive us for something we ain't even done. Well, and think about it. And, and, and we talk about what you're saying. We don't hold them accountable. Think about the way the media is, is it, the way it shifts. Right. Our media is run by by mostly white folks yeah, right correct and they can they get to control the narrative the way they want it to be Absolutely. said so correct. think of, think about our news cycle when when a black person commits a, a crime a mm-hmm. big crime or a mass crime right the first thing they go to is was it a terrorist attack um did he have a manifesto did you know like what was he doing it for? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's go find his back. Let's go look up his background, see if he's had criminal issues in the yeah. past, this, that, they and go, the third. They go all the way there. But our white counterparts will, will use Dylan Roof for an example, right? We won't you, know exactly who he is or what he looks like until the that night. Well, but 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 even on a deeper level, Dylan Roof, when he killed all those people in that church, mm-hmm. right? Well, he was a troubled kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. A, he was a troubled individual. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. He, he did have a manifesto, but he was a troubled individual. Yeah, he and was it, taking advantage of. Right, and then at first they didn't even think about charging him with a hate crime. They right. were just going to charge him with a crime. Right, right. And now let's fast forward after the Dylan Roof shooting. We had the shooting here in Nashville at the church. Yeah. Well, the black, black guy man. shot yeah. those white people at the church, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he was a terrorist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They call him a terrorist. Mm-hmm. But we don't call Dylan Roof a terrorist. Right. Mm-hmm. The media doesn't. Now right. I, I call him a terrorist. Yeah. And he that was is what he is. And he was I mean, and he's part of one of the f- most famous terrorist groups in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The most powerful. But guess what? They would never be deemed that. Right. It, and they're on our own soil, yeah. but they would never be called terrorists. Because who controls the narrative? Absolutely. Yeah. But so what's the definition of a terrorist though? So you want a Webster's? Yeah, or, we want or, the Webster's. Just, okay. What, what do we want? Is that what you I, want? Whatever you pull up for us, brother, because I know you're going you gonna to have it for me in 2.2 seconds. <laughs> but, yeah. like, we need, what's the definition of a terrorist and why is it that certain certain people or certain groups, organizations, would never considered, be called that, considered right. that here? Yeah. Terrorist. Oh, I'm going to give you the Merriam-Webster's. Let, okay. me give you, let me give you this one. Let's see here. The proper way definition. Oh, terrorist. terrorist. <laughs> All <right>. Remix. <laughs> so a terrorist is an advocate or practitioner of terrorism as a means of coercion. I don't like that one. Yeah. Let's use this one. Or 
relating to or characteristics of terroristic or terrorism practicing or involving violent acts of terror. I don't like that either. This is a terrible dictionary. But all of them are given the description of this group that's been here for years. So, I mean, you don't like the definition, but the definition fits this group, this particular group. A person who a person who engages in terrorism is a terrorist. Right. Um, Or one who favors or uses terrorizing methods for the accomplishment of some object as for coercing a government or a community into the adaptation or of or of or submission to a certain cause. Now, what was one who practices terrorism? There it is. There it is. So what was the Klansman name that was actually voted into the House of Representatives or was it the Senate? Was that David Duke? I mean, Duke didn't make it into the. Oh, no, that was. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the movie. Yeah, Duke didn't make it into the the movie. Uh, uh, You're talking about Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Klansman. But what is it? Well, clearly there are some there that we that we would never know. But they said they were going to trade it. They they, when they made those laws back in slavery. What was it? Patrol? Slave Slave patrol. patrol. Slave patrol. That's how you get the word patrol and policing. Yeah. Policing and all that. And patrol. All that was brought into play. And it's still in play now. And and I thought we did a really good episode early on about racial anxiety mm-hmm. because I think it touches on the black experience. Mm-hmm. So, again, speaking to my experience specifically, there were so many times where I, I had to, I had these sit down conversations with my mom. It'd be like my mom, my grandma, my brother and me. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if you ever get stopped by the police, this is what you have to do. Not even in a car, just because yeah. I was too young to be driving. So it wasn't even the, the car conversation. It was just you keep your hands where they can see them. You don't talk back. You say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. You do all these things. You you you, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you make yourself appear to be compliant, non-threatening, right? Compliant. And it's so weird because this stuff is put in you so frequently as a child that when you become an adult, instinctively that's how you respond so for me it's been several times where i had to check myself and be like no i can speak to this officer or or this person of authority this way because i'm an adult too Mm -hmm. as opposed to just that childlike cowering in the corner because that's what i was taught to do because if you didn't cower before my my mom and my grandma's generation you'd be killed yeah so now on the opposite end they still have that mentality mentality cower in front of me or, or you're not compliant and now I have the right to do whatever I want to right to you right so it's this weird place yeah. that we kind of sit in still today in our experience every single day I was talking to somebody and I said every time I'm driving in my car I could be at a stoplight I could be at a stop just complete stop traffic on the freeway I could be doing the speed limit I could be doing under the speed limit if I see a police officer instantly my foot hits the brake just mm. nervous mm. couldn't be doing don't have to be doing anything wrong but there's just this innate fear that's been put into me from childhood so in my experience that's just what it is for me yeah. so i would even say i would go far as saying that that ain't even something that was putting you in your childhood i think that was something that's in your dna dna yeah we know that we know that trauma is passed through dna yeah. we know that there is there are medical studies that say that yeah. trauma can be passed in dna yeah, yeah. so um, but back to what you were saying, or I don't know which one of you said it, but about the KKK. We said it. Right. Um, famous members in 
um, politics, mm-hmm. uh, Senator Robert Byrd. Mm-hmm. He's dead now. He died mm-hmm. in 2010, but he was a senator from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he openly admitted he was in the KKK. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Senate for 52 years. Wow. <laughs> right. So if he's there for 52, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you oh, no, I'm just, I'm just saying he, he was 52 years in the Senate and I mean, he's preaching, you hey, know, this yeah. rhetoric, right? But in 2010, before he died, he, uh, apologized when he was 80 years old he apologized for his role in the kkk well ain't that some shit in west virginia because i'm sorry thank you hating you niggers all this time yeah he was not he was i'm sorry he was he was upset about it but uh another guy um theodore uh bilbo i think i say roosevelt Uh, (laughs) no theodore Theodore Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was he from? His name sounds like he hated black people. I'm Especially if it's B-E-A-U-X. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somewhere down in New Orleans. How, yeah. How, how is it spelled, Todd? Uh, Theodore T-H-E. No, 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 no. The last name. Bilbo? Mm-hmm. Uh, B-I-L-B-O. Oh, okay. He was a governor and um, he was senator from Mississippi. A lot of hate crimes going in Mississippi that go unsolved. Does it does it say the time frame for that? Um, he was in the earlier twentieth century. I could probably find it, but yeah, nineteen thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah, recent enough. Okay. Yeah, nineteen thirty-eight. So I mean, I, uh, let's say my, my grandparents were built built <laughs> were born um, maybe fifteen years later. My grandma was born in thirty-three. So. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. It's it's uh, and he was he was an interesting dude because when he took the there's a there's a statue of him now in the Mississippi Capitol where the Legislative Black Caucus holds their meetings. Nice. And now they use it as a coat rack. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is. But yeah, he. Um, it's funny. This this article kind of talks about um, uh, David Duke. Although David Duke has. He he did run and he won one time. He won a single term as a U.S. representative in Louisiana. So we you talked Louisiana. about David Duke earlier. I did, yeah. I didn't know that he won one term. So he served two years. Wow. In 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 uh, the House of Representatives. And he's definitely in in right before our lifetime. Oh yeah, I mean I mean this is seventy four. Yeah. And he joined the. So hold on. He 74. joined the KKK in seventy four. You were born in 79. 79. So five years later. Yep. So he was still in office. <laughs> no, no, no. He wasn't in office. It's two no, years. No, two years. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. Senate, Senate, Senate. My bad, my bad. But still. Yeah, then still. 79. Right before my life. So he got out of office in 76. Three years later, here you come. Mm. Well, you know what's crazy? He, he, There was, he won with 50,000 votes. Isn't that crazy? No. How you do that? Hold no, on. Because guess what? He probably, made, black people probably wouldn't vote oh, back then. Nope. I misquoted. He did not win with 50,000 votes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I misquoted you there. But e- either way, we, th- we think about these things. These are your people who, uh, Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black. He's a Supreme Court Justice. So wow. he, he sits there. Open member. And if you, as an individual, go in front of him. With your skin tone, it's over. Yeah, it's a good look. And he was in the Senate. I mean, he was elected to Senate first before he became did, a. Justice, did he have any people? Did he have any people like executed? 
I don't know. He was a he was a he was a Supreme Court justice. They don't really do executions. executions. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, got you. Got you. But I mean, but I, don't they have the power to like stop that? They can if you I mean, go if, if it, it goes, goes there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Um, but I mean, you think about the even when they had and and this goes. I mean, I mean, oh, it sounds like we're kind of veered off the subject, but this is definitely talking about the black experience because mm-hmm. these are people who have who have affected, affected black yeah, lives. Like they have the, the power to make laws or yeah. help influence laws, rather. Yes. And I mean, think about when they when they sent the. Uh, the damn constitution to the to the Supreme Court to mm. interpret black people having the same rights as white people. They were three like, fifths. well, no, black people don't have the same rights uh, as white you're folks. Three they fifths of a man. That. Yeah. <laughs> so you are three fifths of a man, young man. Yeah. Young half a man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. three young three fifths. Young three fifths of a man. Yeah. Of yeah. A man. Yeah. yeah. Look at that young three fifths over there. <laughs> yeah. And well, he's voted, young three fifths showing sure on how to play some football. <laughs> but it's interesting because he even though he was in the KKK and was an active member, he voted with the majority in Brown versus Board of, Educa- Board of Education to desegregate schools. Also a bad thing for, never mind. We'll so, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. That's, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the, you know, it, and I wonder, like these people are, it, it's funny because in, in Alabama, in Birmingham, there's a Hugo Black United States Courthouse. You know what I'm saying? So like it's these people are complicated. How far is that from the the Black History Museum down there? What uh is that in Birmingham? Is in Birmingham, Huntsville. I think it's in Birmingham. So yeah. I mean it's close, it's the same city. But it's the same city where the church was at, where they bombed the church and killed those four little poor black girls. Uh, and when I say poor, by. I mean innocent. Yeah, I know you yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. So President Warren G. Harding. Warren G? Nate was, Dog Warren G <laughs> was suspected to be a member of the KKK. Now there's no there's no hard and fast evidence. evidence that <laughs> says he was. However, some of the things he did and the people that he frequented with were very high members, ranking members in the KKK. Um, so he wasn't a member, he was an honorary member. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he didn't get initiated, but he was an honorary member. Get yeah. out of here with that foolishness. It it says that he paid um hush money. Well, and they say Harry Truman too. President Harry Truman. Mm. And this they, they know that he was because they say that he paid the KKK's ten dollar membership fee. Mm. Now, did he do that to get the vote so he could get become president? Maybe. Or well, did he really don't believe a it? A lot of them Maybe. do that? Oh, I'm I'm sure. I mean, there's there's politicians that are members of stuff that they don't really care for, but they do it for the votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say. Uh, so that's the premise of the, yeah. the office, right? Yeah. Like if if I can pay you to be a member, and you think I'm gonna do what you want me to do, mm-hmm. would not do that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Woodrow Wilson, another president, another president who uh, they they said. They're not 100% sure, but again, one of those people who's having very dinners. Very, yeah. yeah. And he, he's the president who did the most than any other president to segregate the federal government mm. and um, state, state governments. Wow. So I'm just saying, I mean, I, we don't know. If we <laughs> give you a million dollars, this is what we need you to do. Yeah. We don't get your money, but I need you to do this, this, and this. And Calvin Coolidge, 
which many members of the KKK said Calvin Coolidge was part of them. Um, what number was he? I don't know. When he like early he, he's before our lifetime? He's oh, probably yeah. in the 30s. Yeah, before our lifetime. Okay. 40s. Is he 40s guy? Gotcha. Or, or, or 20s guy? Um, But yeah, so I mean, there you go. There's a list of people who have affected the black experience. This right? is America. Let's make America great again. I think we need to get some hats in here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so here's just an interesting thought. Uh, Hugo Black was the name yeah, of the Hugo guy Black. that has Hugo the Bosch. courthouse. Yeah, I almost said it. I was so close <laughs> to almost saying Hugo Black. What's interesting about that is that building was erected years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Nobody even thinks that when they see it today because it doesn't connect in that way. So mm-hmm. it's just a building. Mm-hmm. This is just the name on the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the same way it works. So black experience. Correct. The same way it works. With the finances. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks at it as the majority of white folks that are affluent today are affluent because the money came from this time. But because you can't make that physical connection without going down this lineage. Their ancestors owned the plantation. Our ancestors picked the cotton. Isn't Bring that, it on yeah. in to us. Isn't that interesting when you think about it that way? Like yeah, you're not yeah. thinking about the mm-hmm. name on this building as... Hey, this guy was a part of the clan potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, oh, this is just oh, yeah. I got to go over to to the to the black building, the black courthouse. You ain't yeah. really thinking about it. Well, think but about this. Think so, about the twenty dollar bill. What's his name on there? Andrew Jackson. Wasn't he heavy in that? Like keeping trying to keep slaves and the slave mentality. Yeah, he had one hundred and ten slaves at the Hermitage, and yeah. I know that because it's in this book that I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> so in that's the shadow of liberty. That's what I'm saying. Like, but you, but. We, we we get a twenty dollar bill and like don't even look at it. Don't, don't even look at it like don't this associate. individual discusses you. Well, that's why because well, of what he done. We and it's and I feel like we have or we tried because I think people noticed that and it's like well let's put Harry Tubman on twenty dollar yeah. bill but you saw them white folks was not having at that. all at but, all. But was that a real thing? Oh, it was real. No, no, it, no. And I, I mean, I know the topic was brought up, but what I'm saying is, no, it was signed into. It was going to happen. Who signed that? That was a that was a uh, Obama deal. His people, his crew signed that. How you doing, Joe? How you doing, sir? Good, man. Yeah, okay. His his administration. That was who, who, who who's administration? The Obama administration. So 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 Joe, how you feel about that one? I mean. Harry's face on a, some some money does nothing for me. Right. I just have more Tubbins instead of more Jacksons, right? Yeah, so it's funny we talk about that though, because Damn, what you said about the going to the to the boss building and nobody thinks about no, it. It's not the human. Oh no boss. <laughs> Damn. Black yeah. black building. See? See? Um, but right down the road in um Chapel Hill. So uh Nathan Bedford Forrest is from Chapel Hill, right? We know who Nathan Bedford Forrest is. Mm-mm. He is one of the Come on, original Boston. creators you know, you of the KKK. You know you got to give us this. Really? Yeah. Um, he's one of the, the OGs. Well, I mean, if you go wow. a little bit further, <laughs> and right before you get to Alabama, the birthplace is right there. Yeah, in Pulaski. Yeah. But Which Nathan my Bed- great-grandparents were from. But Nathan Bedford Forrest is about 20 minutes that way. He's from Chapel Hill, right? Mm-hmm. So in Chapel Hill, the all the streets have to deal with Confederate um Names. Names, right? Mm-hmm. And the school is called the Forest School. Then there's a big ass erected uh, uh, of him on a horse, like a, a monument. Nathan Bed- it- home of Nathan Bedford Forest. 
Now, who's the one on 65? That they painted That's Nathan pink? Bedford That's Forrest him? also. Yeah. That the one they painted pink? Yeah. And yeah. They, they're supposedly going to tear that down now? No, they're not. Or remove it? No, they're not. They can't. Oh, okay. Well, They can't. And they, they wanted to put trees on it. like tree, like In front of it? In front of it. But the guy who owns it said, if you put trees in it, I'll buy bigger flagpoles. Because, you know, they have all those Confederate flags up there, too. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'll just buy bigger Well, I haven't flagpoles. seen flags fall, flown in a while. No, because he doesn't give a shit about it. He doesn't care. He knows he's doing it. He's leaving it there for a reason. Yeah. Just to say, hey, to this antagon- is what it is. To antagonize This is people. the South, and this is what it is. We will rise again. Well, they better hope I don't make a lot of money. Because <laughs> right across the other side of the 65, you're going to see some wild stuff go. I'm talking about I will buy those people out for a ridiculous amount of money just to put up some stuff. Like Malcolm X holding the, 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 the AK-47 <laughs> in front of the window. Looking, right. No, no, looking dead at him. That'd be funny. Like, that'd, be, that'd be a nice one. That well, would. Come over nice. here if you want to. But, you know. Nice but, yeah, so, I mean, same guy or, you know, but we literally have what you, t- nobody thinks about it because Mm-mm. if I just moved here from California. You don't know what's going on. I moved out to Chapel Hill because, oh, it's nice. It's country. There's a lot of land. I like property. You don't know. I don't know. I know Nathan Bedford Forrest. If I didn't know who he was, I'm like, oh, okay, there's there's a statue of a guy named Nathan Bedford Forrest there. Whatever. Don't dig too deep. You might find some bones on your lot. So there you go. So that and that's disturbing for me too because again, when I I came here in '06, so when I first came, I just saw a lot of stuff that was it was different because I was in Texas for two years. And I thought I saw some crazy stuff, but no, I was on a college no. campus, yeah. HBCU college campus. No. So the exposure wasn't the same. I got here where it was, I had the open lay of the land to explore. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? You're in the state where the most, the, the, the biggest terrorist group on U.S. soil was formed. Was formed. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. And. I'm, I'm gonna say this real fast. People think it was in Minnesota. No, I don't know where they get that idea. I don't know where they got that yeah. from. But I went to high school. One of my friends in high school, his one of his, um, or not one of his, his grand, yeah, well, I guess one of his grandparents. I don't, I don't remember if it's his mother's or his father's side, but was in the room when they were signing the documents, the bylaws, and all that stuff for uh, the KKK. Right? He's one of those original members. Yeah. Now this kid in high school. All his friends were black. All he hung out was a black fr- with black people. His best friend. Oh, if his ancestors could come back, they would, right? They so would it's lynch just, him too. It's, it's just weird because it's like, man, like you got this kid and he knows his history. He's like, yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like my grand, my great grandparent or great 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 grandparent was in the room. He's one of those original people. I don't feel that way. Yeah, and he On clearly showed that. You know, and that's that's what I was talking about too. So it's like for my personal experience. I've had so many good situations with with nine people of color that it's hard for me to look at all and be like, all of y'all are this way. Right. Even though sometimes stuff will happen and I'll be like, white people. Right. And I'll, I'll generalize it as white people. But the reality is I can build relationships with anybody. And that's to Henry's point, that is not reciprocated. Right. From seemingly from all of white people. Some, Yes. But all, and it, it's just so weird for me. Like, how can you truly support something where its intention, its goal is to remove all of this from existence? Yeah. You would be better off, you feel, if this entire thing was never around ever again. That's yeah. weird to me. Yeah. It, and 
that statement kind of makes me think. So I'm reading I'm reading a book called Black Power by Stokely Carmichael. And Stokely Carmichael, in his book, he, he says, um, you know, it's crazy that white folks can go their whole lives without interacting with black people. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. Mm-hmm. But black people have to interact with white people every single day. Yep. In some way, form, some way, form, fashion. Yes. yes. We're gonna have to. Yep. Yes. Regarding you like Malcolm X, one of the biggest, oh, you you hit me, I'm gonna hit you. Mm-hmm. Stokely Carmichael, another yeah. guy. Even the Black Panthers, they had to all interact with white people in some way. Either if it was been paying their mortgage, going to a grocery store. Yeah. I mean, just just something, not like, okay, face to face, but in some form of yes, fashion, you're going to have to talk or not even talk, but interact. Some you got that dealing. interaction going on. Yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of people think about that in the sense that it's like, man, I know how to communicate with white people. Yep. Right. Yep. I can do that. Yep. I can go into a room of white people and be fine. Yep. You have this, what we call the switch. I got the switch. And I also have a grandparent who is white as my walls or white as my ceiling oh, and well, looks like Colonel Sanders. Well, I was going to say that's, <laughs> that's, that's totally different. Um, that's, that's your DNA. You, yeah. you can't do nothing about that. But I say that to say, I think one of my great, hold on, let me get this right. Great, great, great grandmothers was white. Yeah. So I say that to say this. White folks can, and and I'm and I, it's like I'm I'm not white people bashing because I you know I don't this isn't that type of show right sounds not, like you are brother but they can go think about when they enter a room we'll we'll just say this for example they go to a, a all black party where they're the only white folks in there mm-hmm. and they weren't expecting that mm-hmm. how do they feel they leaving they leaving right they not staying long they say hey say their rounds hey good to see you they out yeah because they don't feel comfortable. Yep. They don't know how to exp- they don't know how to talk. They don't know what to say. Yeah. And they just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But what they fail to realize that black people do we go through that every day. Yep. I go That's into the life. grocery store and most of the people in there are white, right? And it's like I have to navigate this. Well, well it depends on what grocery store cuz if you go to this Kroger's up here, never mind. Well, this one not. Nah, this yeah. one is this one is That's dark. Us. Yeah, this one all That's all us. dark. Well, but it, this it, one over here is not. Oh, wow. Sorry about that. So here's here's something that's interesting, too. Otis, what you doing over there, Otis? I don't know. What Go button ahead. you done hit? At, at, uh, I told you I used to work at Men's Warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was I, there for this about... This is the first time I'm hearing Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I was there for about seven years, part-time. Okay. And uh, the the guy that was the manager was the manager the entire time. Like the, He was like district over our store right there in Cool Springs. Mm-hmm. Him and I got really close. Older, older white man. To the point where we had such a good relationship, I invited him to my wedding, mm. and 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 I didn't get no invite. No, nah, not yet. Oh man, this is. Terrible. I can give you one now, retro. Okay, come on, get to me. I'll I got you. It. I'll bring it to you. All right. Uh, but yeah, we we had built up a relationship. He came to the to the wedding. Now you can imagine, it's the only white person there. Him and his wife, outside of one of Christina's aunts or or cousins that's married to a white man. Mm-hmm. So. We work in men's warehouse. There's tons of black people that come through there. Mm-hmm. I work there. We interact all the time. Mm-hmm. He was very uncomfortable when he was there. I can believe it. And, and we talked about it. And he, he talked about how he yeah, was a little. Now he stayed. Mm-hmm. And then he left there and went to another wedding. But Well, he was very comfortable. More than likely. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but it, it was just so interesting because I'm like. It's a difference. 
I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm in this store with y'all every day. And it's majority big difference. But white folk. Big difference. If he's sitting in there interacting with you daily, he's got he he has a time frame of mm-hmm. knowing I only got to deal with this individual for X amount of hours. Mm-hmm. I only got to talk to this individual because yeah, I get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. When he's at your wedding, he has no protection. Yeah. See, if you get out of line, he can fire you. He won't have to deal with you again. Yeah. At your wedding, what protection does he have? Yeah. No, that's that's true. And the weird thing is, is and I ain't saying like you're gonna physically harm yeah, yeah, him, yeah, but yeah, you, know, you, you know the protection. You're not protected. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no there's no security. There it is. I get you. And and what's crazy about him is he's actually one of those white folks that's like. This is just a solid human being, mm-hmm. just a solid dude. So he, to your point, he, he there was no need. He was in good hands. He was going to be cared for. In he his mind, good. he didn't In know. his mind, he did not really feel that He way. looked around yeah. that room and said, hold on. I don't know that individual. I don't know that. It's a lot of people in this room I don't know. Mm-hmm. I only know the, the groom. That's it. And maybe the, the, the bride. No. He, he knew so I was he getting never, married, but they, they he never met. met no. Okay. So, yeah, he only knew the groom. Mm-hmm. He looked around that room. Security was gone. And was uncomfortable. And Very they uncomfortable. Yep. So it was, it, it was just... Yeah, it was just it was just kind of interesting when we had that conversation yeah. later because I I've, at first I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, man, like you ain't got to feel that way. Like you you good. But then I was yeah. like, wait a minute, why are I you apologizing for something that you ain't even done? That's what you, that's my point. The, so, you see how the 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 the, the that's the, how, why I say we DNA, yeah. culturally we are different. Right, we're not wired the same. He was uncomfortable and wasn't like, man, I feel bad. I shouldn't even felt this way. It's just like, yeah, it's it kind of weird, man. We're the only white and people this there. Is, this yeah. is this is finna sound bad. When you apologized in his mind, he probably heard, oh, no, sir, boss. But you're you know, good I, hands, didn't, I boss. didn't even apologize to him. This is what I was thinking. And I was mm-hmm. just like, man, you, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. these are my people. They not. Yeah, who this, who this, do this, you this, think we are? So, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, dang, that, man, that's messed up. Like, what? But then, like I said, immediately I came back to, wait a minute. I work in this store with y'all all day. You do. I do. You do. You know what I'm saying? The it person that's set, set on his right. His left and his front and his back. Mm-hmm. You're a low level employee. He never yeah. knew him. Yeah, high level employee. The people around. And have you ever seen that pyramid of it's like corporate America and like the bottom is like black, white. It has all these random different people. Yeah. yeah. And then the next level up, it's a few. And then the next level up is maybe Dominoes. like one or two. And then when you get to the top, it's solely white. Yeah, the domino right? effect. Yeah. And and then like the caption says like, and and they wonder why we can't um hire black people right so it, it's it's just it's crazy because they they and they don't think about it because mm-hmm. their experience is different they live their life yeah. just however they live it mm-hmm. they don't live it like we do and, so. and, the, and the funny thing is, is i think white people tend to think and this is me generalizing but yeah. i'm gonna go out on a limb here yeah I, I i firmly believe that white people think that when we say that our struggle is different that they feel as though we're taking away from any work that they had to put in because sometimes they do have to do work. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. okay, yeah, you, you are, you were poor too. I get it. And you worked up, but that your opportunity was different. Right. I'm about to say that struggle is way different. It is. But my point is they still had their own version of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. All and, human, and, but they always tell does. us, well, I pulled myself up by my bootstrap, the fictional bootstraps, yes. right? Yes. You can too. Right. But it's like, well, yeah, you had bootstraps. I had to put my whole shoe together right. with yeah. with 
twine and whatever yep. I had. I had yep. to make and then do I, with what I had. Right, I pulled then my bootstraps and then my bootstraps broke and then yep. I had to figure out how to put them back I together just to imitation. come into the room. And then somebody cut them. Right, like they don't understand that yeah. part. Yes, and and th- so that's why I was like, and I've never lost respect for him because I, I got what he was saying. He was uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I get it, but that's crazy because I would have lost I gotta respect come. for him because I would have been like, okay, so you thought we were animals? We thought you nah, thought you were nah, gonna do something it, to you? But I knew what he meant, and that's not where he was coming from. But it's hard. So for you us. know that individual to yes. the fact you know his yeah, intent. like that's okay, what I'm saying. Gotcha, like gotcha, I, gotcha, we've gotcha. seven years of relationship building. Is is a good enough time for we me to a, be? Able. We had a guy fifty two years in the in, in, no, in the I, Senate, but that, people knew, somebody knew. My point is, but it wasn't overly exposed, right? Because the narrative was controlled. There's yeah. nobody to control our narrative on our relationship. So when he went home, what did he do? I have no idea. That's but all. My, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's no, all I'm that's saying. Fair. That's, that's fair. That's all I'm saying. My point is, you give my boy Obama a hard time, so I got it, to make your. I got to make your and life. And their hard. platforms are different. <laughs> <laughs> definitely different platforms but no, but again the po- all i'm saying is that it's interesting when we start talking about the experience that we have yeah. to go through yeah, yeah. it's totally different they can come in a situation like you mentioned yep. where they're the minority yep yeah and be like i can't deal with this i gotta go i'm Tim, not supposed to be here for no reason we have to interact like that every single day and that's why yep. we are able to do so. And that's why we can do it, which is, again, why I say we are so forgiving. That's why when so we were talking about the the anxiety and I was like, nah, I really like in a room full of I'm cool. Yeah. Like but I'm not nervous. Broke it down, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah I, I see do. what you're saying. But it. yeah. But when and just being in a room with him, uh, shit ain't gonna bother me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that, too. Mine yeah. just kind of experience, yeah. but anxiety. Mine is solely based off of what you just said about my manager, which is when he left, how did he really feel? Mm-hmm. I I believe based on and see that's why I'm from too. Yeah. Like when he left, what did and, I don't and, know him, and that's cool. My where I'm going is, I feel confident enough in myself and my ability to deduce. I'm, I'm confident too, bro. <laughs> to Do deduce, little and me on and, the app. and understand somebody's. Are you just calling me a dummy? Man, if <laughs> let me finish, maybe I did, but we got wait till we get there. See, there it is. Go on, go and cut the break in here, right here. Fight, Javante Davis, uh, uh, Yoris Gamboa, part two in but, in but, Todd's front yard. But there's some furniture moving. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just I, I think that that's um that's an important call out. So I'm glad that yeah. we're talking about yeah. that because I've thought about it, but not this this broad of a scale. Like, yeah. he literally was at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred hundred fifty people, and felt and three of them. Three of them, and then some of the people that worked there, mm-hmm. some of the workers were white. So maybe total five white people all together, mm-hmm. and he felt uncomfortable. We have people coming in men's warehouse. Let's say a thousand. Let's say two thousand people come in the store every day. Fifty are black. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. <laughs> he's in his comfort zone. In his comfort zone, but I'm I'm supposed to be cool with that. Question, too. question. Like, so when the fifty came in, that were black. Did he interact with them or did he did somebody else interact? No, he did. Oh, okay, okay. He did. Yeah, he because boy, Cause he I saw them dollars. Yeah, but he loves. See, he's one of the white folks that I think loves black culture and kind of is infatuated with it. I think if he had the opportunity to be a black man, he would be okay with it. You know, some white folks oh, are infatuated. On, man. Don't say yeah. don't, hear, don't do hear that because my boy Trump said I would love to be a black. 
That was on the documentary. To be yeah, a black. Yeah, when, yeah that, no, exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, I remember that when he <laughs> when he was uh the, the guys in New York Central Park Five or Six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, just just I think that he he was appreciative and respectful of mm-hmm. the culture, so he wouldn't be like, no, I would never. Like if that were his plight, he'd be okay with it. Gotcha. Okay. As opposed to somebody else who's infatuated with the culture, but like I would never ever want to be that. He he was on, more on that side of it. Well, yeah. forty five said he would love to be. Come on, man. See. And and we <laughs> and we talk about this, and it goes back. We because we're talking about, obviously we're talking about the the black experience and our experience, right? Mm-hmm. And and things that we see just in daily life when we when we're having this black experience. Now Henry brought up earlier the picture of uh, LeBron James and uh, the the girl, whoever that girl is. I don't know who that was. It was a, a super. Hold on. Well, whoever it was, but it it resembles that King Kong. Holding on to the holding empires. on to the white woman at the at the top like she's in danger. Now the black in 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 my experience that's Tom's Brady that's Tom Brady's wife that's Giselle. Okay, well in my experience you see you see these images of us that are that are produced and and again talking to the media when you see a black if if it's a black kid that 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 something happens to him they are always a man. We see the justice system always charges them as men. Like even young black kids, teenagers, they get charged as men. But our white, our white counterparts, they're boys. They're misguided. That you know don't want to oh, see them ruin their lives. Exactly yeah. right. But like the, our, the our lives that, don't matter. Yeah, like the girl, the guy that raped the girl out there in California. Right. And the he judge got, gave what, him three months or something in probation. And probation and yeah. said, I don't, I don't think the. I don't think you should do that. You have to suffer through that because you're still a kid. But if it would have been my kid. Oh, no. He's in, he's got in Vanderbilt. The same, it was going on the same time the Vanderbilt boys did what they yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. All them still in jail to this day. Yeah. They got, because they got what, 10 years? 12 All years? them still in jail. So. But same incident. I'm thinking they found the girl. The girl was raped. Shirt over her head, skirt up around her neck, I think they said. Yeah. They and, she, and they did an interview with her on like 60 Minutes and she talked about. She didn't remember half of it, so he drugged her too. I didn't know if he drugged. Her. I thought she well, was well, she drunk. could have been drunk. Whatever, we ain't gonna say that drunk. part. But still, he raped yeah. her, and three months probation. Yeah, don't do this again. But but see, I guess the point I'm making is they treat us like we're these big bad guys, and even in that Vogue cover, it it makes it look like LeBron James is this big bad guy, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's the image that they portray us that we're these big bad people. We're big, we're black, and we're just un unfit, unkempt, right? Yeah, um, and we're over or hypersexual. They say they they love saying that we're yeah. hypersexual, or they used to. They don't say that much anymore, but um, you know what I'm saying? Like they 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 see us in this light, and that creates our experience because to your point when you when you was out in the grocery store and you walk by that white lady and she clutched her purse you're like man i don't give a damn about you or your purse right see but the images that she's been seeing all her life have been portraying us in this negative fashion so it makes our experience as black men harder because now i have to navigate the negative media about me i gotta tiptoe around stuff and i'll even do i even do this now like if i'm going out at night or if i'm going out anywhere um and the sun's going down i always wear something bright luckily i went to tennessee i wear orange because i know if i got on like a black hoodie or something like that white folks gonna see me and they're gonna feel some type of way 
and I got to make sure that I don't make I don't make them feel like they're threatened or anything like that. And I have to dance around that stuff. Right. They it's, don't have to do nothing. But why am I doing? That's what that? I'm saying. Yeah. See how programmed you are. And 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 Todd is is a genuine, 100 percent good individual. But you're programmed right to where now you can't even enjoy being you. Right. I want to survive. <laughs> Yeah. I want to survive. So I see what's going on to my people, right? Yeah. So because I want to survive, I do these things. These so you things. have to conform. Exactly. But why do I have to do that? Yeah. Because you said you want to survive. Because right. it's your mindset now that makes you think something bad is going to happen to you if you look a certain way. Yeah. And I guess I should say, why should I Why should sure. I have yeah. to do that? Yeah. Not why do You I? shouldn't at all. Exactly. But, so, it's, but it, that's real. It's real. That's really real what happens. Life. Yeah. Yep. Because to your point, uh, just going back to the white woman that I was talking about at the grocery store, it's this it's this double-edged sword all the time that we're dealing with because I can just be me and then perpetuate the stereotype on a very, very high level. And that's not, you know, knocking her overhead and taking her purse, but I could just be me. And she'd be like, oh my goodness, there was this scary black man and I, I don't know what he was going to do. You know, yes, you luckily have, he didn't. I'm just going to tell you it's your hair. But but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, either I dance to not make it worse for the next black man, like kind of dance around it and like yeah. try to make her feel a little bit more confident that all of us are not that way. Or I can just be like, I don't care what you think. And then the next time, maybe she called the police on somebody that was asking for help. Right. Or asking for money because they needed, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you never know what your experience is doing to impact somebody's life or perspective going forward. So it's like, what do I do? How do I how do I navigate? And right. that's something that white folks never have to consider. I think right. we should live like forty five. So I, so here, say what we feel, do what we feel. But but I'll say it like and this. deal with the consequences as they come. In in every book I feel like I've read about the black experience, they always come to the point where they say, you know, do we need to be in this burning house? Because we know Martin Luther King said, I feared that I've integrated my people into a burning house. And I really believe he felt like it at the end after he looked and said, hold up. Right. So. And then, you know, they had the. I don't mean to keep cutting you off. But oh, no, you know, you're fine. Go ahead. The private conversations with Malcolm X. I would love to have been a fly on the wall to see how that went, actually. Yeah. But see, the question is, do you do you feel that we need to be in this house still? Or do we need to segregate ourselves again? Like what 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 do we do well, before I answer? How much time we got? Ten minutes before the first break? No, nah, before it's over. Oh, we went th through no break. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't know I, that. Yeah, okay. I was looking. I was like, like, man, we haven't like stopped. We... So I'm gonna keep going because I know how old this gets back yeah. here. So, so I say this real quick. I I'm a firm believer that integration negatively impacted us. America in general is built on capitalism. So anybody who can make some money and anybody who can make money off of the person making money is going to be allowed. Right. To an extent. But what integration did is it stopped me from doing business with you. It did. And stopped you from doing business with him. And then us creating this cycle of bit of the money flowing in our community. That's what it stopped. So it also stopped the trust in the products, the trust in the work, the integrity, all of that stuff kind of went by the wayside. And we started depending so heavily on the other cultures that we were like, you know what? I don't even know if you can do it as good as them. And didn't we have a, a, a thought? Didn't we discuss that? Like the, the thought process yeah. of, of the foresight of, of 
the yeah. game, the long term yeah, game plan, the, the long game. Yeah, we talked about it, and, and they they knew it because they they wasn't they weren't inclined to do it, but that was the small minded individuals. And, and it's and but it's the, always the division portion. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is create. If you can just small. put a little bit of a something in between that crack, that's all you need to do just to get it started. So, mm-hmm. and it's just the evolution. I say it all the time. I know, but it's the evolution of slavery. That's all it is. It's just in yes. different forms. So, yes. whether it's the crack oh, it, era and in separating families, whether it's integration and separating us from doing business amongst each, ourselves, trust in, trust in each other, and trust in each other. Whatever it is, it's always these very very small if we things. Never integrated. Then who would we depend on? Each Who other. Would we come to each other. We would have to. Right. They seen and, that. And the question is, did they see how much money we had before? And like, well, we the need potentials. to do this well, to make sure they seen that when when they when they when they freed us and we no longer depended upon them. We we found a way to get it ourselves. Oh, and it makes sense. Now I just think about it. Now I'm just going back, just trying to rack my brain. But there were more of us in these United States. Yeah. Than yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, we makes went, perfect sense. We knew the skills. We knew how to farm. Yep. We knew how to kill animals and feed ourselves. Yep. So make clothes. Yeah, we know how to make clothes. So be our own doctors. What did we need them for? Nothing. Didn't need them at all. Nothing. So and now we now they like oh well, hold on and and as the time goes they see the the, the engine getting stronger and stronger and stronger and pockets here and yeah. there right. and there and, 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 there. and we're, we're 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 educated we're educating ourselves yep. it's it's not going to their school it's okay this is how you farm this is how you read all you need to know is how to read write add we're going to teach you how to farm yep you go over there and take those 10 acres and farm that land and instead of selling it to us, we're going to barter. Yep. If you got, if you're growing tomatoes, I'm growing cucumbers. Yep. How many tomatoes, how many cucumbers you need? I mean, just swap that number out. Yep. You give me three baskets of tomatoes. I give you three baskets of cucumbers. Yep. And I didn't, and I didn't charge you anything, but my sweat equity. That's, That's it. it. And now we take our, both our tomatoes and our cucumbers and go sell them to the farmers. Yeah. <laughs> you Lettuce, got, anything. You got the chicken farm. We got the cow farm. Everything is working in cycles. Yep. So we're, we're stronger without and then they said hold up now I'll put them schools together I'll put we got to get that trust so now let's build the trust let's let's put them in our schools mm-hmm. and we're gonna teach them what we want them to know yep. Yep. not what they're teaching each because other we don't teach any of our history or none of our history is taught other than month. other than Martin Luther King and and Rosa Parks and, and slaves and, and slaves we ain't learning about you get it for one month but you don't. But literally, that's in that one month, like you, you get, get those three people and Frederick yeah. Douglass, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, other than that, and everything else nothing. is pew 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 pew, and that's it. Yeah, slavery was a choice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, that I mean, I'm, that I'm clown. Don't get me started. New, new, new show. All right, let's <laughs> talk about this for. <laughs> yeah, that that's the the best thing that we can talk about when the integration conversation, because the other piece that that uh, the the white population had to do is they had to sell it to black people that yep. it would be a good thing. Yep. They yep. had to do a fantastic job of saying Man. you're but going to But they did a deal. great job because they tore down everything in the black community. That's what I'm saying. And not only that, but you're looking at you're seeing these children being abused, bullied, hit, spit on just to be able to go to their schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is in the in the name of integration. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with this, but that's okay because it's going to be great tomorrow. Mhm. Yeah. Think about that. Think about the sale. If I'm seeing that, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to do that. Exactly. Then I'm you not get that. going to that school for that. But that's that's now. 
that's that's like hindsight because we can see that that didn't really do anything for us. Yeah. Now that was the greatest thing of all because just imagine an individual that couldn't read. Just think because right. you know how we was talking about integration and being a community in ourselves, yeah. but you had some people in pockets that didn't want to deal with us then. And I'll tell you this, my my barber is he's an older gentleman. He's in his seventies or mm-hmm. late. I'm sorry, yeah, he's in, either in his in his early seventies or late sixties. But he was one of he was the first black child to integrate his school in Mississippi. Wow, mm. from where he's from in Mississippi. Wow. And talking to him about it now, he tells you, you know, it was hard, but it needed to be done. But when I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if it really needed to be done. Hold on, time out, time. You know what I'm saying, and does like he still we, cut your hair? Yeah. Okay, you might need to start. Never mind, that's, that's cruel. I ain't no, man, that's just an no, idea. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like it. At some but, point, but you, you got to understand, like you're gonna have Stephen A. These 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 young cats, like like us, we look at it differently. It's almost like we have this militant yeah. perspective on it versus our older generation who went through it, who was like, we needed to do that to help. Because but now I'm like, well, what did it help? Yeah, they you know? sold them on the dream. We're gonna educate you to be a better you. Yeah. Now it's like, hold Equal on. Equal opportunity. It was, yeah. And I get it. It was about access. Yeah. We didn't have access. We wanted access. So, yeah. The question is now, was that necessary? Did we need to the access? To a certain extent. Maybe. To get the access. Maybe. I, I feel like, again, America was built on capitalism. So there were going to be opportunities for no, us, it, it people was. of color, to, to, to make something of their lives. That was going to be there Only a with or without. Yeah. With or without integration, no. the possibilities were going to be there. But I think what Todd is talking about and what you were just saying, access to certain things is what we didn't have, which is what we wanted. So even now, when I asked, I was having a conversation with my cousin, I was saying, would you, if you had the choice to be segregated again, would you do it? And the answer I got from from him and several others was no. And I was like, well, why? Well, if, if I mean, because we wouldn't have the support of the government for this, we wouldn't have. Make our own government. It was always. Do you have support of the government? It was always about stuff. Yeah. Everything that the that was like the the fear factor of being segregated again was fear. Like, well, how do we get food? What do we do? Grow how do it. we get? Right. And these <laughs> are the skills that we don't have because before, like you said, here's your ten acres. I'll teach you how to do this. Mm-hmm. We were doing that. Or yeah. I mean, not even so much as teaching. It's like you get ten, you know how to grow tomatoes. That's your specialty. You mm-hmm. got tomatoes down pat. Todd. He has cucumbers. Mm-hmm. I got lettuce. We got almost a salad right there. Yeah. Right. And I hate to cut both of y'all off, but we got a minute and a half. There go so. Otis. Every time it start getting good. <laughs> that's 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 a good one. So my, I'll give my final thought right here. Yep. This is a beautiful conversation. Thank you all who are out there listening, taking this information in. Don't take it for granted because this is really, really important stuff that we're talking about. Uh, utilize it. Think about it. Think outside of the box. Right now, we're still kind of in the box with our thinking. We have mm-hmm. to go to college. Mm-hmm. We have to get that debt to start our lives. No, we have don't. to go get a job in corporate America. No, we don't. have to be an employee. Keep our head down. No, do our don't. job. Don't really look for any of the kudos. Just just do your job and then retire. Yep. That does not have to be your life. Mm-mm. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I'm. I mean, just if if you're out here listening to this podcast today in particular, I would say. Your friends, the people that you associate with, associate with daily, or just your friends in general, pick up the phone, get a get a get a get a conference call going, and continue this conversation on what you can do. Yeah, yeah. On, on what you can do to move forward and help 
your household or your 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 circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can help their circle of friends. And, you know, let's get the circle going back full circle where we're good. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I was going to say. Try to create your own economy within your small group of friends. Yep. Find something yep. and just see if you can do it. I have a garden in my backyard. I'm going to try to do some collective economics. I mean, it is Kwanzaa. It's the Kwanzaa season. And I think today is the day of collective economics, right? Yeah, I just pulled um, that up. Let's so, see. Pajama. Yeah. So with that being said, um, we run out of time. So I ain't got nothing to say. Anybody else got nothing to say? No? We good? No, All right. sir. All right. Well, we out. Peace.